Hey everyone, I'm Megan Coleman. And I'm Meg Revis, and we're the Megs. We have a lot of fun laughing and learning how to squeeze the good out of today. Meg, today we have my sweet friend Dominique Kasky on with us. And what amazing tips and tricks and everything. She is a master organizer. <laughs> She's pretty amazing. I really enjoyed chatting with her. I know you guys are going to love listening to this episode too. And Megan, you've known her for a little while. Oh my gosh. Um, almost 10 years now. Our husband's oh, longer than a long little time. while. Yeah. Our husbands work together uh, back in Louisiana. She's from Louisiana, but they live now in the Houston area. And, uh, when they moved here, she became the owner of neat method here in Houston, which is an organizing company. And so she's serving the greater Houston area and going in and organizing homes. And it's just amazing. I think what I enjoyed the most just chatting with her is that um, her tips that you guys are going to hear in a minute, it wasn't anything overwhelming. It was very practical, easy to implement, which, you know, that's what I, that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> She's just got the sweetest heart. It was just a lot of fun visiting with her and hearing all about her business and um, her love for making your home a haven. Oh, I love that word haven. It's like, it's like our word of the day. So y'all listen in. This is a great, a great time with Dominique. So we actually like to start off a lot of the podcast with uh, like a icebreaker. Really what it is, is I like to ask Megan random stuff because it's fun for it's just you. entertainment for it's me. Fun for you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I you say, I'm like bracing myself here. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all, it's all fun. Um, but what I came up with, have y'all seen these? These are the Chick-fil-A cards. Um, they come in the kids, like not a happy meal. Cause that's McDonald's, but, um, their kids meal, their kids meal. It is called table topics. And it's Chick-fil-A has a series of them. And so my daughter has been collecting the series because she likes to ask us these at dinner. This series is under Let's Dream Big. So I have a, ta- I have a Chick-fil-A table topic for you guys. Bring it. <laughs> <Stay safe. laughs> yeah, you'll be good. If you could invent a robot to help around the house to do something specific, what would it do? Clean the shower. That is a good one. I cannot stand to clean our glass, like our shower glass. Yes. And I've told Shane, like, our next house, I want a glassless, groutless shower. And he was like, so like a slab of marble. And I was like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I am like over cleaning glass and grout. So that would be my top pick by far. Floors would be second. See, which- floors was kind of my number one. And then maybe, but now that you said showers, oh no, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. So what about you, Meg? I think mine would be, it's less of like a cleaning and more of a picking up. I don't like picking, my girls leave stuff everywhere. And it's just stuff. It's just things. And I just want them. I want the robot to put it all away. I don't even care if the robot takes it and like chunks it out the Everglades. You know, that's (laughs) off my patio. I just want it just cleaned up and put away. But if it has to be like a cleaning, like a cleaning thing, it would probably be the toilets. 
Mm. I don't see girl. I have taught my children how to clean toilets and that is their job every weekend. So I don't even touch those anymore. The girls have to clean their bathroom. They know how to clean a toilet. Um, I don't want to clean my husband's toilet. Oh, I make the kids do it. Oh, you make the kids do all the toilets, all the toilets. We have four (laughs) toilets. And so every weekend, one kid gets two upstairs and one kid gets two downstairs and then they swap. Hmm. Oh yeah. Very genius. She made her own like little robots. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good one, Dominique. It is good. Parenting win is what that is. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Um, Okay. So really we need your help, Dominique, today. Happy to give it. She, well, she's a master organizer is what she is. You work with Neat Method, right? Correct. So I own Neat Method Houston. We are the nation's largest organizing company. So we're across the U.S. We're even in Canada now. So, um, which was super exciting for us. So yes, I own the Houston market, and that is literally what we spend our days doing. It's just organizing and helping our clients, like truly, like just focus on what matters most. So by making their homes these functional and beautiful, like havens, to where it's not like your stress with just that visual clutter. So. Yeah, it's our day to day. We love it. That word haven just makes me feel nice. All warm and fuzzy. <laughs> it does. It's like the warm and fuzzy word of yes. I want my home to feel like a haven. Yes, exactly. How does your home feel, Meg? Does it feel havenish? It feels fun. <laughs> but I don't, I that don't could know be another it. way to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is where you'll probably be helping me the most. It's been challenging because even though we absolutely love the condo that we moved into um, here in Florida, we had to downsize. It's smaller than the home in Texas that we had. And so, and again, we love it. We're so happy here and it's really a nice, beautiful condo. It's just, we're limited on a lot of storage space. Mm -hmm. So, um, the closets are only in the bedrooms. I don't have like a storage closet or a hallway coat closet. I don't have those things. Yes. I don't have a linen closet. So, um, I would love just, I think today it would be helpful for me. And I'm sure Megan has some other you know, things that she wants to ask you too. But for me, it would be helpful to know, you know, where should I start or how do I get my home a little bit more organized on, you know, storage options, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of our clients struggle with that, like small space mentality to where it's like that balance between how do you make it functional versus like knowing the limitations of your space, right? Because it's not like you're going to have room to go out and build out a closet. So you really have to work with what you have. So for me, when a client comes to us with those issues or those challenges with their space, like the first thing I always tell them is you have got to be super honest with yourself in naming what you want to take up space in your home. Um, And it seems obvious, but it's so important. And as you, and I think we'll get into this a little bit later with just our step-by-step and how to like tackle a space, but um, you truly don't know what you have until you see all of it. And it's amazing to me on every project with clients and we pull things out and it's, they're like, oh, I didn't even realize I had three crock pots or, you know, this many (laughs) like cookbooks that I haven't opened in 20 years. Like, 
And that's, and those are kind of like the light bulb moments where you're just like, okay, like I need to be very, very honest with what is going to take up space because that's going to affect you mentally more than you realize. And then once you get through that, it can really guide how you best utilize the small space. And within those small homes, I will say the best advice I have is to create these multifunctional spaces. So for example, your living or your dining room may not just be a living or a dining room. You may have like some cross function, but to make that absolutely um, functional day to day to where you're not just creating more messes and more, you know, chaos within all of these spaces, you have to be able to maximize um, how you set it up basically. And so that's when we really come in um, and guide you on maximizing things like vertical storage. You know, where can we go up? Up with storage such as shelving or great over the door units. And I'm not talking like over the door hooks that you just hang bags on. Like there are other solutions that are a little bit more elevated to where you can customize it to where the back of a door becomes your gift wrap station or additional pantry storage. Like there are things out there that you can totally customize and it's not something you're having to spend hundreds of dollars on to accomplish, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no. Then you say the behind the door storage, Meg, that could probably be awesome for you guys. Have you seen that? I've seen it at the container store where there's no drilling or anything. Cause I know you guys don't own your place. And so we, you have can't po- holes. we have we have pocket doors. Yeah. Your bedroom ones are, but you're the girl's bathroom. That's a door door. And the yes, girl's bedrooms be are door right. doors and the container store thing. It's like, I, we have, we had one and I've just repurposed the baskets for other things. Cause we have huge closets here. So I didn't need the extra space on doors, but we had the unit, Dominique, that had like all the different baskets, you know, that, yes, that connect on a long bar that like slides into the top and bottom of your door. And it was like five or six baskets that I put stuff in. My stepmom, she has it in the kids room at her house with all their crafty things and stuff like that. It's a a really neat solution. It really is. And it's something that's like, if you're not super handy, it's okay. Like it's, it is completely one, two, three set up because um, a lot of my clients don't want something super permanent just yet, or it's the other extreme where they do. Right. So for those that don't, but you still want something that's going to hold up and not fall apart after a month of use. Um, we are all about alpha for the over the door solutions, but in yeah. terms of not having a lot of door space, you're looking at things like within your storage solutions. I often love doing furniture pieces that also act as storage. So an entertainment center that has storage, the cubby units are huge for playrooms. I honestly very rarely meet a playroom that we don't have some kind of like furniture piece. That's also storage or even Ottomans that have storage underneath. We're trying to create as many homes for your categories as possible to where um, that pickup, even if you do it once a week or three times a week, is five to 10 minutes because you know exactly where it goes. Where it goes. Right, exactly. (laughs) But but the most important, and I think we'll kind of dial into this later because it's where I get a little excited and can kind of get ahead of myself. It has to be labeled. There is like, that is a non-negotiable within our systems because here's the thing, you set it up, right? You know where it goes, but you're not the only one touching it. So then 
people are just going to shove things on there and you're not going to, before you know it, it's going to be a visual mess again and you're going to be frustrated. So Um, you've got a label maker. Oh, label maker, cricket. (laughs) I have a couple of girls (laughs) on my team whose handwriting is just like out of this world and they can just do it themselves, which amazes me. I just love watching them do it. So yes, all the Okay. So that's a really interesting point that you make, Dominique, because I'm not a label person and I don't label any of the baskets or any of the things. But now that you say that I'm thinking, oh, okay, maybe that's where the frustration for my family comes because I know right. that it goes that's in it. this basket or that drawer or this thing. But I guess not having it labeled might confuse them because they don't know or exactly. they don't remember because they're kids. Exactly. And what's funny is most people who are, I find this, that are like naturally wired and they love to organize themselves, they mm-hmm. say the same thing. It's yeah. like, I it makes sense to me. I, I know where about it goes. That. Like, why wouldn't it make sense to everyone else? So um, it's huge. The labeling is kind of like this finishing touch that really sets up a system for long-term success, I will say, um, and adds I'm... such a look to it as well. So. So when you're talking about these furniture pieces, because I think that that is what I could best utilize here in my space, like looking for um, like some kind of entry mud room where it would act as a place for, because that's what I feel like I pick up the most of around my house is shoes. I am constantly picking up people's shoes, um, backpacks or things that they're like bringing home from school. I don't know, Megan, if your kiddos do this, but Haley Bell, I will send her with her backpack, sometimes a jacket because she gets cold in the classroom and her mask. Okay. Mm -hmm. She will come home with a bajillion other things. It's like, she's a magnet and she's like, well, so-and-so gave me this. And then so-and-so drew me this picture. And she's like, and I can't get rid of it, but it all just ends up in the floor of my entry way. Mm -hmm. So what would you, what could I start looking for or shopping? How would that look in your mind? Yes, a hundred percent. So honestly, at that point, we're going to be looking first at what wall space can we turn into a functional area, right? Because it's not something that we want to overcrowd your entryway with because that's something you can easily do. So for us, huge um, pieces aren't really ideal. We're looking for something that's going to fit your space specifically. So freestanding wardrobes are great. Um, Ikea actually has a lot of great options in terms of um, different kind of uh, modular combinations. So like you can look for something with like cabinet doors or hooks with combo drawers at the bottom or shoe shelves, things like that. Um, The pack system, I want to say, is the one that has like a lot of options to where it's just something that you can create an easy storage solution or something along those lines, like they're called wall trees, basically, to where it creates this multifunctional storage system. But first things first, I feel like for a mudroom specifically, what I was saying, how you need to name what you want to live in your house for a mudroom, it needs to be the things, especially for one that you're kind of like creating out Mm -hmm. of like an entryway space. It's Mm -hmm. not like a huge mudroom where you have endless cabinets and cubbies and whatnot. It's like my dream room. Right? I know. Um, You really want to name what you're grabbing as you go in and out the door and any extras. So like that one jacket you send, you know, for the day, the backpack, like 
everything extra needs to find another home when you're limited on space, right? To where that entryway doesn't become overrun. That's a good well, question to ask you know, yourself though, as you're, what do I need as I walk out the door? What right. do we, and then all the extra stuff finds a new home. Exactly. Because it does like for us, like I did find um, in May, you know, May through all the way through the summer, we live right here at the beach. So I was taking exactly. the girls to the beach. And so having that beach bag already filled with all the sunscreen, all the things, but it just sat for like months in my entryway because I would just grab it and we would go. Right. And so that was nice that it was ready to go, but I hated just, it was always just sitting out. Like it was just sitting there for months, but I didn't want to like go truck down to the garage and put it away and have to get that every time we were just running out the door to go to the beach. Cause a lot of times it wasn't a planned trip. It was like, Oh, it's going to be sunny for the next three hours. Let's go. So, um, even, you know, finding a spot for like those kind of, you know, a little bit seasonal, but that stay around for months at a time. And here's the thing. I feel like a lot of people get stuck on, okay, I, I set it up for this and now it's this like forever, you know, kind of thing. And that's the beauty of a system and making it work for you is that, okay, maybe that basket was originally for this. You can change it up. Like if it's, if you're living with it for three months and you're realizing like, oh, I'm actually going to grab this more, make it for that. Like, you know, and you don't have to get stuck in just how it was set up. Um, But also when it has a designated place and like something to hold it, it's amazing how much more put together it looks. And it's not something that's an eyesore, like you were just mentioning to where you're just like, I don't want to see it. Like it's annoying me. But when it has, even if you can still kind of see it, it within like a container or basket, it just looks like it has a purpose and an intention yes. in a home, you know? We had to change it up a little this year. Um, we do have a little mud room that Ben created in our garage. We kind of had like a little landing. And so yeah. he, we had each of the, each of us have baskets where they are supposed to put their shoes, but you know, usually they just kick them off and walk in the garage door and then we put them in there eventually. And then we had hooks for their backpacks and all of that. But this year we realized that my big kids, they had so many books in their backpack because they can't leave them at school right, right. now. Because of, I mean, they're so heavy that they physically can't even really hang them up because it was breaking their bag oh because goodness. of all the weight, like pulling oh. down on it. So we had, so instead I was like, well, that's not working. So they were just throwing them on the ground everywhere, you know, in the, house, which totally bugged me. So we just got a bench and put it out there underneath the hook. So it's a place for them to set them on top of. And now their shoes are underneath because it was just too heavy this year for them to even hang them up. Right. And that's just how it like, and I feel like that happens all the time. And so that's when clients will bring us back in for refreshes because it's like, oh, like I had another baby or, you know, this changed a little bit. So we need to update labeling or just switch this placement around and it makes all the difference in the world. So it truly is what you're living with in that season, right? So I, I do, you mentioned your clients and doing a, refer, a refresh. So this is yeah. more on the business side of things, but it intrigued me real quick. I had a question on that. So when you, do you typically do like a, a follow-up, like, at a year or at what point do you kind of try to reconnect with those clients just to say, Hey, we know life has probably changed a few things. Do you need us to come back out and do something else? Or how does that look for you? 
So I first actually reached out to them about a month to six weeks after the project just to see how is it going? Like how, like, you know, from now that you've had some time to kind of live with it and breathe with it, like, is it working? Is there, are there tweaks we need to make, you know, that kind of thing? Because first of all, it's a, it's a new setup, right? Oftentimes they're fighting muscle memory for those first couple of weeks to come in and totally like switch up a space on them. And I tell them that like, you have to be patient with it as you're learning it. Um, But we walk through the flow and the reason as to why we set it up this way to kind of help further instill that. So that's my first point um, of contact where I'm just like, I just want to make sure it's working for you. And it's something that, you know, there is not a pain point that you're like, okay, now I realize I reach for this more where, how can we like make this work and swap it out? You know, cause that can happen sometimes. Um, so that'll be our first one. And then yes, we'll reach out about every I like quarterly to six months or so. And, or even sometimes at a year, if the client's like, this is great. Like, cause a lot of, some of our clients are like, I love to do this. I just don't have time. Like I just right. don't have the time to do it. So for them, it's going to be an easier maintenance from the get-go, right? Because they just, they enjoy it so much themselves. So I will say that's kind of client to client, depending on their needs and um, what they're asking us for and that kind of thing. But I will reach out periodically to say like, have, you know, if things have changed to where we just need to like relabel, or is it something where there are seasonal switches within the closets, you know, because that's another huge thing when you're dealing with smaller spaces is that sometimes you have to live more seasonally. So like, if there's something where you need to put it away in storage or the attic for, you know, six months out of the year and then come back and switch it out to where you have more room and access access to those things, that's another, you know, big point for them as well. Oh, I hate switching out <laughs> closet seasons. It's like my least, one of my least favorite things to do with the kids. And it's one of those things. It's like, it just depends on your closet space. Like if you have it, well then great. Oh, I do, but I still have, I feel like I still have to, you know, go through the drawers Cause if it's cold out, I can have yep. all shorts in there and uh, they have to reach right. Well, yes, yes for sure. <laughs> that is, it's one thing I'm loving about Florida is it's weather all hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, there's no seasons other than like Christmas decorations. And I have a few fall decorations that we bring in like that. Right. Other than that, I don't have to switch out too much. So that has been, that, that has nice. been nice. So when can we talk real quick about, um, when we are looking to organize, let's say specifically a closet space, how do you tackle that project? Like what steps do you recommend? Hundred percent. This is like my favorite part of any conversation. <laughs> You're like glowing. This is I her. Say, this is Dominique. I think like a love language. I'm convinced. I really am. <laughs> I I would. You would I, agree. Oh, you totally. Would. I agree. Um, so the first thing I tell clients is, and I'm like, I do this to mentally prepare you because it's gonna get worse before it gets better. And so mm-hmm. many people really don't truly realize that until we're knee deep in the first step of the process. But it is something. Um, that you kind of have to wrap your mind around first, right? Because what has to happen is it has to all be done together at one time. Otherwise, it's just going to be piecemeal and your system's not going to be set up for long-term success. So the first things first, you've got to pull everything out. So if you're working in a closet or a pantry or a bathroom, all the cabinets, all the drawers, shelving, everything has to come out. And as you're pulling out, you're categorizing. So if you're in a closet specifically, Um, I come in with rolling racks and we're categorizing, okay, these are short sleeves, long sleeves, casual dresses, formal dresses. Like 
we're pulling it out and categorizing in terms so we can get a really good visual of what you have and the extent of those categories. From there, um, if a client wants to edit anything, which that's our word for purge, like if you're wanting to kind of like go through and really like whittle down on, you know, how many swimsuits you keep or, you know, that kind of thing, that's the best time to do it because you can see them all at one time to where you can make those decisions and go, oh, like I didn't really, I haven't worn this in, you know, five years or so. And honestly, I follow um, Emily Lay. She's like my yeah. planner person. And mm-hmm. I just, I do follow a lot of her um, stuff I had for years and just love her. And I love her tips. She actually quoted a uh, best favorite necessary as like your three ways to kind of really tell yourself like in editing and getting rid of stuff that you don't need or want anymore. Like, is it my favorite? Is it the best? Like, is it, you know, something I invested in or it's high quality or is it something that's just necessary right now? Like, do I just need it? But I love that word edit. That's like, yes, like pre-owned versus used, you know, or the, the home (laughs) edit is huge right now. Like it is big. But yes. so you, the, but the three categories you're saying for, for the keep pile is best favorite or necessary. Correct. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a like really that. good, like easy rule to remember in your head. And it also helps you from getting overwhelmed. Cause a lot of people will see these categories and just go like, I don't know. And then it's like, we'll just forget it. I'll keep everything when they really don't. And it's not going to help you or the space. Right. And so it's just really, again, naming what you want to take up real estate in your home. So once you're, you've kind of gotten through that process, you're, you're, you're left with what you have left over. Right. And so it's creating the space plan based on that. So within a closet, like we come in and we ask questions like, what is your daily attire? Um, What are your go-tos every day? Do you need a drop zone for like your jewelry, your gym bag, things like that? In a kitchen, who cooks the most? Like we're thinking through all of these questions and we ask these of our clients so that we can truly set it up in a way that complements their day-to-day life. So just think through how you live your life in each of these spaces. Like, are you always baking? Well, then make that a priority in your kitchen. It might not be for your sister or your friend, but it might be for you, right? Um, And so from there, when we have everything kind of laid out, we then place everything back and we're then we can kind of tweak and go like, okay, well, now that I see this here, I think this would make more sense. And so you make all of your switches. That's when you really know what product you need, right? Mm-hmm. So I never suggest going out and buying all the things first because you don't even know what you're trying to house and it's not going to make it, it's not going to maximize the space that, you know, you need. So from there you can tell, okay, I need baskets for this or a shelving unit for this or, you know, a cubby system would be great because I could get like eight little cubes to hold, you know, all of my like seasonal gear or whatever it might be. You go out, you get all of that, you implement it, and then you label it for that, you know, sustainable system to be set up for everyone to contribute to. That could be you, your husband, your kids. Um, if you have any kind of outside help in the home, like that can kind of keep it flowing from the week, that kind of thing as well. Um, on the back end of that, I always tell our clients, like it's an organized system, but it doesn't keep itself up. Like it still requires effort, right? It still requires you to put things back and for you to utilize it. But what's beautiful is if there's a system in place, 
all you have to do to like reset it after a crazy week, because life's going to happen. You're going to have those crazy weeks to where it's not always Pinterest worthy and or Instagram worthy. And that's okay. It's not supposed to be 24 seven. Um, it's one of those things where a quick refresh, and I'm talking like five minutes a night before you go to bed or once a week, you know, you're just kind of resetting and putting things back into place. Those are way less stressful and something you can realistically keep up with instead of running around the house trying to just shove things in a drawer because you're just tired of looking at it, but you want it to go away and then you're not finding it again. So there's like, yeah, I, I say there's like balance to you having this beautiful, organized, functional home, but also realizing that life happens in that home as well. And you, you can balance having those systems to work for you to where, but to where, you know, it's not perfect all the time. When, when, uh, my kids were super young and we had all the little toys (laughs) and, you know, they were overtaking us. I decided I was just so tired of looking at all of them and um, they couldn't read. So a label wasn't going to help a basket (laughs) that we, I got, yeah, you could do picture labels for them. I got a round basket and I put it in every single room in the house and I almost still have it in most of our rooms here. And it's just the function of it has changed where the one in the family room, that's like the catch all for just stuff. If we need a a quick refresh, we throw it in there. And then on the weekend, we might go through the basket and actually put stuff away. The kids have them in their bedrooms and it's like the catch all for toys or stuff. And then once a week at once, every couple of weeks, we might actually go through the basket and put it away, but it's a quick, like, let's just pick up things off the ground get it off of the floor and out of our space, but in another place. And those baskets were life-saving. I had one in my master bedroom and it just, all the crap went in there, but, (laughs) but it ended up being great because it felt like it was picking up and then we would just go through it later. And that's huge because honestly, just having like that place to put it for now, like if you can't get to it in that moment, like just to have that catch all for it is like a, it's a game changer. We actually yeah. do that for like when we create like a um, command center is what we call it for like your all your incoming mail and school paperwork and whatnot. Huge. I know. Can you, ta- yeah. can you talk about that? I'm y'all can't see it, but I'm literally pointing if there could be arrows on my screen, it would be pointing at me. I have a tough time finding the time to go through mail, but I hate just throwing it away because a long, 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 long time ago, I threw away a really important document just because I was just trying to purge and get things Mm. done. So now that has been like ingrained in me. I'm like, don't throw anything away. You have to go through every piece of mail. How often do you check your mail, Meg? Because you guys don't have a mailbox. We don't have a mailbox right outside. We have to like go to the... Right. So I would say maybe like every third, fourth day, if it's a busy week, sometimes not even till the weekend. So we'll get this huge pile. pile. Yeah. And then we'll get another huge pile and then it just piles up. And I have this, again, I know it's not realistic. It's something I need to probably work through, but I have this mentality of I need to go through every piece of the mail because I don't know what's been accidentally Oh, so you open every single one? Uh, well, I mean, if I can look at it and tell that oh, it's okay. an ad or whatever, I, right, I right. throw it away or shred it. But 
They're getting good though at making you think it's important. And they are. You yes. it, you're like, oh, it's not. Never Marketers mind. Marketers right? are so, very good at that. Yes. So I like this idea of a command center. So tell me a little bit yes. about that. So command centers are huge and it kind of follows the same concept as catch-all like areas. But what I find makes or breaks it is setting it up on a timetable, right? So I feel like you kind of have to get yourself in a groove and ideally when you can follow it to a certain like day to week schedule, it makes it a whole lot easier. So what we do is we'll have a command center and that can be some of our clients prefer like a tray system to where we have like, you know, different trays allocated for each person in the family or male, or um, we'll sometimes do quality like um, categories like to act on, meaning that something that you need to either pay RSVP, put in my planner, things like that to um, like to shred or to file and scan. So we can kind of talk about those in action steps. But the first thing first is you need a spot for all of the incoming paperwork, right? And so sometimes so we have to create it. file systems. So we'll get like a little desktop file box and we'll create hanging files with like different categories within it. Or we'll use something like a tray system. So the first things is for that incoming stuff that's all coming into the house. And what happens is if it doesn't find a home, you know where you it just ends up on the kitchen counter or piled high on some kind of desktop to where before you know it, it's just out of control. So for that, that first has a home to where if you can't get to it right when you pick it up, which ideally that's the best time to do it. What I do is I'll check the mail on my way in before I walk into the house. I'm in my car. I'll throw whatever junk or, you know, stuff I don't need into recycling. And then I'm only coming in with what's important or what's left. Um, But as much as you can do it in that moment, that's great. If not, like, I would say two to four times a week would be huge in cutting down on those massive piles you're talking about, right? So where as you're opening it, we then go into our other categories. So often that means, um, like I mentioned, like to act means it's something you have to get done within like that week, basically. And so if it's something you need to do later, but it's like timely, you just put it straight into that folder. If it's something that you don't really need to like do anything with, but you kind of want it on hand. We typically call that like review and then you put it in that folder. If it's something that you know you need to hold on to long-term, but you want to file it away like somewhere more permanent, or if you want to scan it for like digital files, we'd have a folder for to file and scan. So what happens is that incoming mail is something that you're doing. Okay. I'm totally laughing because I just know that Meg's not going to scan anything. Like <laughs> I scan, I scan every day. What are you talking about? You do? do you scan like paperwork and stuff? No. Listen, because okay. they want a hard copy now. Can I tell you their a hard sc- copy for what? Listen, their schools, when we enrolled oh, the girls here for school stuff, they would not take electronic copies of anything that their old school district sent. Wow. We had to have the old school districts in Texas mail hard copies here. That's crazy. And then Stop getting my and then getting my license. They wanted hard copies for everything. So thank God I actually you got a scanner. I keep them. All right. I retract I my statement. I do have a scanner, but I prefer the hard copies, but I keep them in, I keep them in binders. I have binders. 
That's great. And and honestly, you need to create it based on what works for you. So if you're not right. a scanner, if you're a filer, or you can even make one that says to bind, <laughs> like you can just like, you there know, you like go. whatever right. you need to do, um, you kind of, so for that action folder, you want to go through that once a week to make sure you stay on top of it. The review folder, maybe once a month, like, because it's stuff that's not timely and that you can kind of go back to as you need until it gets to a point, like if it gets full, like deal with it, like use that size of that file as the limit, like the limitation, like when this gets full, I'm going to go through it. Um, And then if you have something like to file or scan, I recommend that on a monthly basis as well. So you don't feel like you have yet another thing to keep up with daily or weekly. So honestly, most command centers are, they have to be built around that timetable because otherwise they just become these glorious catch-alls for all the things that you didn't even go through. Yeah. Um, But another way to do it also for kids is to have a folder for each kid for school paperwork, things you need to look at if they're in different grades or if it's just becoming like a lot for one, but not so much for the other. Um, We find that kind of breaking that out really does help a lot as well for upkeep. Yeah. What we started doing with the the girls, Davis, he doesn't get attached to stuff that he brings home. He could care less. I mean, right. even from when he was in early elementary, but oh man, my girls, if they've created it, they feel like they need to keep it. And yeah. so every art project, every paper written, everything, and all that stuff comes home on Thursdays and their little, what they call a cougar folder. They, all the teachers send this stuff home on Thursdays. And so this year, now that I've got Landry in kindergarten in school as well, I told the girls, I said, okay, you get to go through your cougar folder first, and then I will go through it, but you get to choose one thing to keep out of that folder. Like what is the most exciting, wonderful thing that you've created or a paper that you've written or test that you've got a good grade on. You can choose one thing. And then I have like a little file thing in the pantry on the wall that we just stick it in there. And then eventually it goes into their little memory box. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Another great thing for kid keepsakes like that, that you want to remember, but you just don't want to hold on to is archive. Oh, I've heard of that. Yes. With our clients, it's, uh, it's fabulous. So it's, A-R-T-K-I-V-E. And it's a website where you um, pay for their kit and they send you this box and you put all of the artwork that you're wanting to preserve basically into this little envelope. And you, you can like mark like their name, their grade, like little details. You send it back to them. They take these high quality photographs of everything and they put it into a book for you. So basically oh, wow. you have a book of all of their keepsakes, but you're not having to keep the, the actual yeah. huge project or the paper or the test to where it's still there. You can see it. It's just in a nice book. And so a lot of our clients will do I'm it for that. like each school year, or if they had like some big project that's just like all encompassing and they want all the pieces, well then they can have it just for that. Um, so it's huge. It's something that's that a good idea to do it like every year. Yeah. Right. You can do like it at the end of the school year. Yeah. Have that be mm-hmm. the girl, like have that be your kid's like project yeah. for the summer yeah. of getting their own stuff together and what do they want to keep and, and then that and way then if they want they want to keep more than one you don't have to keep it in your house I don't know I kind of <laughs> like my no more than one rule <laughs> you should be like I'm gonna keep it just about that <laughs> don't tell my girls about that <laughs> um so my uh older daughter 
She has been, I'm curious if you have some kind of system or you may know of a company that does this. She, over the years, she's involved in lots of different activities, everything from theater and choir to softball and volleyball. And, you know, they get a jersey and a t-shirt and another t-shirt. And we have these bins of keepsake Mm -hmm. shirts. They do not fit her. They do not fit her at all. Um, but it's a memory attached to it. And I've heard that there's kind of a blanket or a quilt place. Do you have some place that you recommend or that you've used? I not personally myself, but all of the ones that I have heard recommended to me are all found on Etsy, honestly, because oh, they're okay. all like local artisans who are focused or, you know, local in the terms of small business owners who are like doing this kind of out of like the love of their heart. And they just, this is something they enjoy doing. Um, so for those kinds of things, I will say quilt is by far the number one suggestion. If you don't want to just keep them nice and neat in containers in your attic or closets or whatnot, and you want to visually see them, those quilts are huge. And then some people rather than use them, will have them like framed or, you know, shadow boxed that kind of thing. If they want some kind of like, like more decor out of it um, type of situation. But I would highly recommend looking for um, an Etsy shop that would, you know, would do that. But that's by far the recommendation for t-shirts, jerseys, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I like this. Sorry. I know we took a little bit of a turn from, you know, organizing closets and stuff, but um, shifting back to that. (laughs) Sorry. And I know this is like how my brain is it, it's probably I love- why my house is, <laughs> is organized. But I loved that you said, you know, um, when you were talking about organizing a closet or organizing a space, pulling it all out, mm-hmm. once you go through the process of sorting through all of that and then putting it all back, not immediately going out and buying things before you put it back in. So I wanted everybody to hear that, that don't freak out if you put it in and it's not fitting or working, it's because you haven't bought the, you haven't bought the things yet. So that's really, yeah, that's really when you kind of go, okay, here's what I need to make this system in this space work. And also measure, 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 Mm, like people, I meet clients in the container store because they're literally like wandering around with this, like deer in the headlights look on their face. Like, what do I even need? And you can cut out 75% of your options by measuring the space that you're trying to buy a basket for. Like that's huge. I love the container store. Man, they have some like cool (laughs) things in that store. That's your haven. Is that that your haven? Yeah, man. I've been there multiple times a week. Obviously, it's my job, but like I also okay. Well, you, do you go to the one that in Houston? I go to all of them friend. Okay. Them. Well, I don't, because that's the closest one to us is the one in Houston. And so next time you go, call me and I'll meet you I'll there and you we'll know. have, we'll go to that Starbucks right next to that's it. Great. I have a little coffee. Yes. I rarely get to the Baybrook location because it's just further out, you know, yeah. from majority of our clients, but, uh, Galleria, North Houston, Woodlands. I'm like between, you know, wherever I need to be that day, they're all lovely people and just amazing. But um, that's a huge rule for whenever you are ready to buy product. But yes, I would echo just place it back first before you know it's going to work and then measure. They say measure twice, cut once. Like it's the same thing with buying it, buying organizational products. Yeah. So something that comes up for us. So one of my girls chores isn't cleaning toilets yet. (laughs) (laughs) 
but they have to just wait. (laughs) I know they have to unload the dishwasher. And when they have pots and pans, I have a pretty good size cabinet where they go, but no lie. It's like playing Jenga, trying to pull out a pot and everything just like goes everywhere. And then people are running out from rooms going, what happened? I heard a huge noise and Nope, just getting a pot out to cook some noodles, whatever. So fine. I need something um, because we are renting. We can't um, make like drill permanent holes or anything. What is there some kind of temporary system that you would recommend for pots and pans and lids cabinet space? Absolutely. So it, it is going to depend on your cabinet space and how it can be laid out. But in terms of making it more functional to where it's not like a falling Jenga tower every single time, um, the first thing I would suggest is they have over the cabinet door lid holders to where you can just slip them on. They don't drill. They just like slide right on top of your cabinet door to where you can sort all the lids. There's also options that you can just place inside the cabinet, there's sorters basically that you can lay out your lids to where you can then more easily stack your pots if you don't have the space to kind of lay them out separately. Um, and that really contributes a like a long way towards, you know, those Jenga towers from falling. <laughs> um, there's other things such as pot and pan sorters. There's one in the container store I love so much because it comes with adjustable dividers to where you can adjust it based on the width of your pot. Oh, Ooh, can we get like a link from you and we can yeah, put it in our yeah, show notes so people so what can it does is, And I can even like send you a picture of how we've used it before to where it literally has your pots kind of like all in a row to where you just pull it out as opposed to stacking uh, and having to constantly like lift three pots to get to the bottom one because you always need the bottom one. Yes, like, always. It's always the case. So what it does is it just kind of allows them to kind of be filed almost to where you're like pulling it out like a book, basically. Um, so we also use some of those sorters for lids as well within the cabinet. Another thing we use to kind of, again, like I was saying, maximize that vertical space. If it's uh-huh. like a taller cabinet or mm-hmm. if you have that area um, are like they're like cabinet shelves that go in and they have them in chrome, acrylic, bamboo, there's like different kind of finishes to complement your space or the pots and pans specifically to where you can create a double decker like level of space to where you can kind of divide out those stacks from being so, you know, tall or wobbly or just dysfunctional all around. So those are our top three products that we're often using within pot and um, pan cabinets or drawers, you know, that kind of thing to keep it more in line and way more functional and not wanting to pull your hair out every time you (laughs) unload the dishwasher. (laughs) What is your number one uh, thing that you have clients that ask for help in the kitchen? What is their number one frustration or what are you normally going? I see this over and over again in almost every kitchen we go into. Mainly, I will say the main pain point within the kitchen is the pantry. Pantry, that's what I was going to say. Pantries are, I would say, that is probably our number one requested space. Um, Most times we'll do kitchen and pantries together because there's so much cross-function between the areas. But some of our clients are like, I can live with my kitchen. Like, it's fine. It's functional. The pantry is what drives me nuts. So, like, the main thing with the pantry is the importance of zones. It has it has to has to has to be zoned out like on the shelves. And by that I mean think of things in terms of 
breakfast, um, prepared meals, dinner, kids snacks, grab and go. That is a huge section we implement in every pantry with kids. And it's basically a section and we, and pantries are also very product focused because everyone in the house is touching the space. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's more likely to become, um, it needs to be a system that's set up for even further long-term success. If that, you know, makes sense because everyone's going in there multiple yeah. times a day. So that the product is very important for helping to keep that straight. But I would say pantries are by far the biggest. The others would be things like um, Yeti cups or oh, yeah. water tumblers. Everybody like, has like, like a bajillion Yeti a bajillion, cups And now. no one wants to get rid of any of them. Like it's just kind of a thing. But so, see, I learned this Christmas that they are dishwasher safe now. They make them dishwasher safe now. Oh, and so nice. I've gotten rid of a lot of my older ones that aren't because I'm all about things going yes. in the dishwasher. Yes, exactly. So for those, like we'll, again, maximize vertical space. And fun fact, the... um you can buy them on Amazon too, but it's like a wine bottle holder for your fridge. Um, and they're stackable to where you could stack like, and so it's like a plastic like holder for your wine, but we use them for water bottles within the cabinet to where you can vertically stack them. If you don't have a very deep, you know, um, cabinet to store them. That's a huge pain point. Main tip in the kitchen though, especially for that dishwasher, you know, unloading and loading. Cause we'll ask our clients like, do you eat in or eat out more often? Because that's huge. Like if you don't eat in, well, then that's a big focus for us to look at, you know, within setting up your kitchen. But regardless if if you do or not, you're going to use your dishwasher multiple right. times a week. I, I've met maybe one person who's like, I hand wash dishes still, which, hey, to each his own. But I love my dishwasher so <laughs> much. Power so, to yes, right. So if that's the case that you really want to start your kitchen off with putting like your daily dishes, glasses and silverware as close to your dishwasher as possible. Mm -hmm. And then working out in zones from there, from prep stuff to cooking, to storage, to serving. It's all about thinking of your space in zones to where everything within that category is together to where you can literally flow through your space as you're prepping a meal or making lunches or you know, preparing to have people over for dinner or that type of thing. So it's just probably like why Ben and I are ping ponging in the kitchen. You know, I feel like because we don't have it set up like that. We just have it. We actually don't have a very big kitchen with a ton of cabinet space. And so it just, it is where it is. Right. Are there too many zones? Like, can I overdo, (laughs) can I overdo the zones? And you can overcomplicate it in your head. So so you're getting to the point where you're just like, okay, so this is like movie candy versus like, (laughs) you know, just weekend candy. Like, step back. Like when you're kind of like splitting hairs and you're like, this is taking me 20 minutes to come up with a label name for this. Like, you may need to combine or simplify. You can definitely. Yeah. Wow. I've like soaked in so, so much stuff. Can you fly to South Florida? Can I hire (laughs) you a girl's trip and then organize Meg's place? Well, good news is we probably have a girl super close to you too. Probably. So that was going to be my next, I know you're, uh, you own the neat method. That's what it is, right? Called I'm Eat method, yeah, in, okay. in the Houston area. Um, but you said that they're nationwide, so um, for all of our listeners and friends out there, um, they could probably find somebody 
pretty local, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And we can link all of the websites and Dominique will link your stuff. So if anyone's listening in the Houston area and they're like, uh, I got to get this girl in my house and have her, you know. Yeah. They can just go to our website, neatmethod.com and hit locations and they can just go through and have it all. If you don't see it still inquire, you can, you'll find the button that says get more info here. Um, because sometimes if we're within, like if we're close enough, like we'll do travel jobs as well. It just depends on, where you are, where we are, if you're willing, you know, for, cause there will be obviously different structures to that, but, um, more often than not, there is someone close enough to be. To and if you want to follow Dominique, she has some amazing tips on her Instagram. Can you give them your Instagram handle real yes. quick? We are at Houston neat. Houston neat. Yeah. Sounds so neat. I know it's her. It's a haven. That's our word for today. That is our word for today. It's a haven. Oh, Dominique, thank you so much for this and just sharing your knowledge and it's fun just to kind of catch up. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. But before we end, well, we always we always finish this off with something that we're loving from the week. We squeeze the good out of our day, out of our week. And so, um, who wants to go first? Dominique, do you want to go first? You want to share sure. something you're loving right now? I was trying to think, so I have my, the one that's kind of like top of mind right now. Um, and it's funny because I'm kind of, um, what do they call a late adapter to technology? Like, something new comes out, I'm kind of like, meh, like, I'll like, I'll get, I'll get on it eventually. So my husband bought me a pair of AirPod Pros for Christmas. And I I do have to say it might seem obvious to most people, but they are game changers for me. Really? Yes, they really are. And I was kind of surprised too, because at first I was like, oh, it'll be fine. Like I, you know, I'll use it whenever I go on a run, which isn't like super regularly. So in my head, I was like, I'll just use them whenever, you know, kind of deal. But I had a week of just calls and Zoom calls and I have a five month old at home. So whenever I'm working from home, it's a lot of just multifunctional, you know, pockets of the day and whatnot. And I, I swear those AirPod Pros made my life so much easier that oh, week. I'm it was so like old school with my look, like we gotta get some going look, on a walk with the ones that still click into my phone. And, and then okay, so that's the other thing. Cause lately when I've been grocery shopping, I'm listening to a podcast or music or something, and I used to always hate it because the wire would get like caught up in my purse. I'd have to keep my purse close by and like all of this stuff. So now that's like game changing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So it truly, and like for that Zoom meeting, if I needed to like step away, I was able to still like be a part of the conversation, but it's be a, like across my house. Like, oh, it was such, it was so amazing. It was like the piece of technology for like the first time in a long time to where I'm like, okay, this was worth hmm. everything. I'm intrigued. I, might have I to, am too. I might have to bite the bullet on that one I one of these days. Oh, I have a birthday in a few months. Maybe I can do that. There you go. There you go. All right, Megan. What is um <laughs> all right? My squeeze, squeeze the good. Thing. It's a game. So uh I'm actually not a huge gamer. Like I don't 
if we're all hanging out as a family, my go-to is not going to say, oh, let's go play a game. But Ben, you guys grew up playing we, a gajillion games all the time. Oh, we love games. Yes. I mean, card games, board games. Yes. Yeah. So that's always Ben's go-to of let's sit at the kitchen table and play a game. So our new favorite one right now is Spinners. Have you ever heard of Spinners? No. It's a domino game. Um, but uh, so it's, it's kind of like a mix of Mexican train dominoes and chicken foot dominoes in one game, but the spinner is a wild, it's really easy for the kids to play. They love it. Even Landry, she's five and a half and she's figured out cause you're matching up the dots, you know, the dominoes. And so she can play along with it. So we're just, I don't know. We're just really enjoying this new game in the family. Fun. I love that. I'm really embarrassed about my squeeze the good now. <laughs> What's yours? Um, it's something that I've been eating this past week and I'm loving. I'm kind of obsessed with it. It's the Quaker oat rice cakes. Have you oh. had right? Have you ever had rice cakes yes. before? Yes. Okay. Well, I put it just so crunchy. I'm just trying to do something a little bit better than eating a bag of potato chips. Okay, Red? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm trying out the rice cakes, but I love it because uh, they offer like different flavors. So I can buy like an apple cinnamon or if I just want plain and then I add just a little bit of cream cheese on it. Or yesterday I did, um, I put guacamole. I was wanting to eat oh. tortilla chips and guacamole, <laughs> but oh, I got so a rice. that instead. I got the rice cake out and I just spread some guacamole on the top of that. And it was so yummy. So that's my squeeze the good for that's a good one this week. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Meg's podcast today. We have the best time talking about <laughs> all the things, all the things we love it. Don't we Meg? Yes. Well, y'all be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes that we have. And then also come find us on social media. We want to connect with you at the Meg's Podcast.